I want to give my reflections and I, hopefully they will answer your questions. If not, invite somebody next week that will help be more helpful. <laughs> so um, this, this, this scripture, um, we, Paul writes to this church and this church, um, this church in uh, Thessalonica, Thessalonica, I can't really say that city very well. But um, Paul, as you know, he's this disruptive troublemaker, right? He's going around and he's going into cities and he's planting churches. People are getting excited. They're becoming a church. Uh, And as they become a church, Paul leaves, says, hey, here's somebody that's going to help guide you through. And as they as they do that, they're beginning to grow as churches. Well, this particular church. Uh, Paul thought, hey, there's a lot going on in this city. Um, There's a lot of persecution happening. I don't know if this church is going to actually make it, right? Uh, You read some of the background of this book. That, like, Paul had his doubts about this church, right? And so he sends Timothy, right, uh, and to go and check on this church. Um, And, well, just a a little commentary. I love how Paul, like along the route, was picking up these folks, right? And they and they were they were beca- they were getting in relationship. And as they got in relationship, it was like this like this kingdom crew put together, right? And they were just going and tearing down walls and preaching up the gospel and bringing people along and planting churches. Well, Timothy was one of these one of these people. Uh, Paul Paul goes to a city. He meets Timothy's grandmother and mother, all right, and finds out Timothy's story. Timothy's story, he's this biracial kid, right? His mom's Jewish, his father's Greek. And Paul says, man, you put this faith in your grandson. It's like, like grandmom to her daughter to Timothy, right? And Timothy's life is in a hard situation, right? He's, he's, like, he's a biracial kid, like non-Jewish and Jewish at the time, right? Uh, a kid from that perspective, it's hard for biracial kids right now, right? right? Can you imagine back in the day, right? Uh, we don't know much about his father, but we know Timothy had probably a hard life. But his mom and his grandma were praying for him and teaching him, and Paul noticed it in his travels. So Timothy became one of those dudes, right? Like, I'm sending Timothy to check y'all out. Because Timothy, Timothy knows he can spot, right, when it's true, right, when it's real. When, and so Timothy comes back and he says, hey, Paul, that church, that church, they got it going down. Right. They have survived. Right. Persecution. And they are still living it out. So this whole book really is this Paul just saying to them, oh, my goodness. Right. I want to get back to you. You are wonderful. This is this is great news. Keep up the good work. Like four chapters of this book is all about that. Right. (laughs) Right. It's all if you read it, it says it's just all Paul going good like I'm glad y'all are part of this keep praying right like and then he gets to this fifth chapter and he says okay but here we go and this fifth chapter that you picked out is Paul like like giving instruction to a good church so this morning I want to I want to take up a little bit of that right like like I see you as this church that's getting it done and uh, from my perspective, like, I love it when a church is getting it done. 
join in this movement as you are already doing around housing and let's keep moving together. So I want to I want to come to it from that same that same way. Right. As we dissect this chapter a little bit. Um, So so I think the key verse here is in verse six when Paul says, so then let us not be like others who are asleep, but let us be awake and be sober. I think that's the key in this little portion of scripture. He's saying to this church who he loves, who he's like thrilled about. Hey, hey, good job. Uh, There might be questions coming to you about when the end is going to happen, right? And what your theology is like and who you invite in your midst and all those kind of things. He's like, that's all good. But like, and we know, he says to them, like, we know, you already know, like the end, we don't, we have no control over that, right? Zero, right? We like, how it's going to end up, I don't know, right? How, how things are going to work out, he says, I don't know. But what I know is... Like, you are children of light. And that whatever it's going to work out in, you and I, like, we're going to be okay. Hmm. Right? Like, this, he, he gives them this message that says, hey, here's what I know and I can understand from everything I, I seem to have picked up from my experience with these apostles being knocked off my horse, being, being thrown off cliffs, right? All this kind of stuff. He says, from what I can understand, because you have made it through persecution, you're going to be good. So the mystery, the mystery is in our favor. I want to say this to you this morning, Portsmouth. Like, the mystery is in our favor. Right? We don't know how it all works out. You're in the midst of, you're in the midst of trying to put some affordable housing in there. Do you know how the name is going to? No, you don't. Right? Like, it is all a bunch of craziness. Right? Right? Uh, how? Like how you work with the city, how you work with a developer, how you like this, all these questions that you're not sure, like, is this thing going to work out? And I want to encourage you to keep going, even though you don't know how the end's going to work out. The mystery is good. Hmm. And your relationships in the midst of that, keep those intact. Because that's actually the good stuff. Right? The good stuff is when you sit around in a circle and say, oh my God, that city thing was crazy. That developer didn't know what I'm talking about. And you're kicking that around and you're praying about that and you're lamenting things. That's the good stuff. That's the community that's being built as you move into this work. Right? So, so the first thing is the mystery, the mystery, we're good. Right? We, we, we're going to move through this thing well because that there is something to getting through suffering as you come out the other end of it. It makes us better. I don't know why. But I know every time I had to suffer for something and work hard for something and lament something and get to the other side of it. Wow. It was amazing. And I know some of you have had those experiences in your life. The other side of suffering is usually amazing. Mm. Not all the time, but usually, right? So we can trust in that. So this idea, um, then what is, what, how do we stay awake, right? How do we, how do we, how do we, how do we stay awake? 
in front of the curve? How do we stay awake? How do we stay sober, right? How do you stay in this fight, in this game, right? Um, and the, the, the scripture gives us some, some ideas around that. Uh, uh, and I think uh, I, I want to juxtapose that with what, what's, what does dead mean? If we want to stay awake, like what does it mean? What does dead mean then? How does that, how do those two things uh, come up against it, um, one another? And I think there's a couple of things I want to throw out there, right? Dead stuff, right? Looks probably more like just worrying about yourself, right? I'm good. I'm okay, right? I'm, I, 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 got, I, I got my family together, right? I have a job, right? right? That's probably dead thinking, right? Uh, 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 should we be scared? Well, that's okay, but keep going, right? Right? Dwelling in the scaredness, right? Dwelling in the fear, that's dead thinking, right? Stay awake, right? Uh, uh, God has not given us the spirit of fear, right? But of power and of love and of a sound mind, right? Stay awake, Portsmouth, right? Uh, uh, let's, let's, here, here's, here's what, and this might be a pet peeve, but let, like, let's slow it down. If churches move any slower, we'll be going backwards, right? Right? That's dead thinking. Slow it down. Slow it down for what? For who? There are, you know this community, right? Slow it down for the person living outdoors. Slow it down for the family that was just evicted. Slow it down for those whose rents are going higher and higher and they can't afford anywhere to live. Slow it down for who? Right? That's dead thinking, I think. And I could go on and on about my ideas about that. But be safe. How are you going to be safe in what you're doing? How you going to... You are at risk. What you're doing, what you're attempting, the way you're moving, it's not safe. They, uh, there's a scene, I can't remember all of my kids, my kid, I, I try to uh, channel my children right now around uh, <coughs> watching uh, Narnia, right? And there's a scene about the lion, right? And a little girl who I can't remember her name says, there's a lion, right? And she's asking questions about this lion. It's like, like... Go and engage that lion? Is it safe? Right? And uh, uh, whoever she was talking to, I'm sorry, I can't remember all of the details, but the punchline is, no, it's not safe. He's a lion. (laughs) And then the great line is, but he's good. God's not safe, but God is good. So safety has its place, but it is not our driver. That's dead thinking. For the record, you don't slow down the more you get into a race. Right? This is not a sprint, right? This is a distance race. You don't slow down the longer you go in a distance race. I ran a little bit of track, believe it or not. in high school, and uh, if I didn't like amp up towards the end of the race, the coach would go berserk. 
right? When we get involved in things, it gets faster and faster. And I hear there's, a, there's something about kicking it in, right? This is the life talk, right? For those who are awake that we pull out of the scriptures. And we urge you, brothers and sisters, warn those who are idle and disruptive, right? And uh, uh, I'm a believer. I think there's a couple ways to do this disruption piece. Idle disruption is one thing, right? It takes us off our call, right? Uh, 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 like it takes us away from justice and it becomes about us. It's about gaining power, right? Idle disruption is the person in the room whose ego is too big and they can't be quiet and let everybody talk, right? They can't create tables for everybody to put in. They can't invite marginalized folks in, right? They're, they are disruptive so that they can keep power. That's idle disruption. I think, I like the idea of holy disruption, right? Holy disruption we see throughout the scriptures of, of, of like Moses standing before Pharaoh and saying, hey, let my people go. Right. That's a different kind of disruption. Right. So so we urge you, brothers and sisters, don't take part in idle disruption. But holy disruption is our path. As the power of God rests upon us as people of light, as people who are awake. The awake list encourage the disheartened. People work, right? The awake list. What should we be doing as a community? We should be encouraging the disheartened. People work. Now, I'm going to maybe get a little trouble here, but people work, not committee work, right? I, do I need to go into that a little bit more? I think, I think we're Methodists here, and, we, and we, we understand the difference, right? That committee work is good and necessary, but it's not our people work. It's not our community engagement, right? Our committees are many times for the internals of how we work. Encourage the disheartened by getting out and engaging folks in your community. Help the weak. Practical expressions of what we believe. How in helping the weak, how are our expressions of what we believe practical? And again, I'm here to encourage you to keep going with the housing because that's one thing that we know is a practical being met over something you believe. Be patient with everyone. Now, some of these are hard, right? I didn't say this is all easy stuff, right? Be patient with everyone. And I guess that does mean everyone, right? Uh, uh, I wish I could find some Greek or some word to kind of move around everyone to exempt a few people, right? But I can't. Be patient with everyone. Woke people learn patience with everybody. And we can only get there through relationships. How we bring light, how we stay awake, how we, what our soberness looks like is so critical and based on our relationships within the community in which we serve. And our patience in that space is what speaks 
of a God we love. The more we bring opposites together through our patience and through our engagement with everyone, the more God is glorified, I think. And the, and the qualifier being, do as you want done to you. Do as you want done to you. Treat prisoners as if you were in prison. Right? This principle sits there as a check for us. Oh, uh, you stole from me. No, no, you're going to pay for that. Well, how about we switch that? How would you want to be treated if you had to steal something and somebody caught you? What would you want that process to be? Hmm. Yeah, brings a different voice into the room, doesn't it? Make sure that nobody pays back wrong for wrong. This was a huge uh, Dr. King principle, and, and I know you, you, y'all study beloved community here. Like this idea that you always leave space for your enemy to join. We don't do wrong for wrong because. At any point, if our enemy wants to join us, there should be room and space. But always strive to do what is good for each other and for everyone else. And then that, that connects with these scriptures, be not weary and well-doing, for in due season you will reap if you faint not. Be of good cheer. God says, I have overcome the world. Pray continually. Give thanks in all circumstances. For this is God's will concerning you in Christ Jesus. When things are awry, immigration and mass incarceration, rich men preying on teenage girls, black churches being burned, right? President uh, insulting women of color, right? Gentrification killing black neighborhoods, right? Our, our, young, our young queer community, 80% of those living on the streets in our city are queer. You know that's that? That is disgusting. Don't worry about when I'm coming. Stay awake. Do justice. Speak truth. Power. Love your neighbor. Right? Don't treat prophecies with contempt. Right? All these things the scripture outlines as woke stuff. Right? Now, here is our path forward. Thank you for what you're doing. Keep doing it. Hold on to what is good. Resist evil. And I think the mystery that we all like, long to see come out will come. God bless you.